When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. We're going to get to the second half of our Rams-Steelers crossover segment hosted by Tom Kortz. Before we get to that, some quick injury and player personnel news. On the Rams side, Laurel Murchison did not practice Ernest Jones Limited. Ben Skowronik also limited. Kobe Turner, Joseph Noteboom, and Kevin Dotson, all full practice participants. And then, maybe most importantly, Darion Kendrick still has a chance of playing. And that could be a significant turn in the favor of the Rams. That's all I'm going to say about that. On the Steelers side, Tight end Pat Freermuth was expected back this week. He will not be able to go. He is out for this game. Could possibly go on IR. TJ Watt, a quick healer, apparently did not practice on Thursday. Full participant on Friday, dealing with a heel injury of some sort. Linebacker Nick Herbig and guard James Daniels, also full participants. Let's get to the second half of that crossover segment, Rams-Steelers Talk, hosted by Tom Kortz and with Brian Anthony Davis of the Steelers Podcast. Hey, welcome back. Again, Tom Kortz here, the Rams Up Podcast, on the crossover edition in Week 7 versus the Steelers with Brian Anthony Davis. And uh, Brian, let's jump into the Rams defense versus the Steelers offense. And, you know, coming into this uh, season, as I kind of told you, the Rams defense was essentially gutted. The the media like to call it Aaron Donald and a bunch of guys you've never heard of, uh, which for most people was really true. I mean, on the the D-line, it's Aaron Donald with two third-round rookies, third-round draft pick rookies, Kobe Turner and Byron Young, both have been playing extremely well. Kobe Turner in the middle with, with Aaron Donald and Byron Young on the edge. The other edge, though, is Michael Hoyt, who's been a, was a converted defensive lineman and kind of filled that gap last year out of just kind of just, you know, need at the end of the season. And he played actually pretty well, but he lost some weight this year and, um, and, you know, more edge edge kind of a body, but just completely out of position. He's getting torn up every time they see him, every time any uh, coordinator or, 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 or uh, quarterback sees him, 
uh, matched up against the tight end, it's Kurt. They they call an audible and off we off they go. So it's been a kind of a disaster. So that's really the biggest weakness I think, and most Ram fans would agree, is uh, is that right edge. Um, and then at, at uh, inside linebacker Ernest Jones is a stud. He's a red dot, and he's uh, just you know he's right one of the he's the other. Uh, he and Aaron Donald are the two, the only two starters from last year's team um, that played more than 50% of the snaps last year. Our starters from this year's team that played more than 50% of the snaps last year. So basically two guys returning and um, he's one of them the in, with him is a UDFA named Christian Roseboom. You'll see him. He's the long haired guy. You can't miss him. And uh, he's just a special teams guy for the last several years. And he just got plugged in to say, Hey, let's give this guy a chance. And he's been playing okay. Uh, at cornerback, we have your old buddy, Akilah Witherspoon, who's been balling out. Thank you, Steelers, for for letting him go and uh, come on over because he's been a cornerstone of our defense and certainly of our secondary. Um, we we're losing Darian Kendrick to an unfortunate uh, legal matter. Um, he has a gun charge against him. We don't know where that's going to go. We're all wishing for the you know hoping for the best for him personally. Um, and he still may be uh, in jail. I'm not positive. We're, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Um, and, uh, but he's, you know, certainly not going to play this week. And, um, and so in will step probably Trey Tomlinson, another six rounder, now he's six round rookie from TCU, extremely, uh, uh, extremely athletic, but he's very small. And that's why he dropped to the sixth round. Um, and, uh, so, uh, and then you got Kobe Durant, uh, a second-year, fourth-round draft pick. And then at safety, Jordan Fuller, uh, who was with us in the Super Bowl, um, sixth-round draft pick. And Russ Hughes, a seventh-round draft pick. So you can tell the Rams are just letting guys that have been around play. Let's see who can play and who can't, and let the chips fall where they may. So that's the Rams. Uh, and they've been playing pretty well, quite frankly. They've been playing you know, well. There's some holes here and there. Uh, tackling's going to sound of an issue. They're going into those those tackles just kind of flying at people because it is an undersized defense um, instead of wrapping up. And that's really been a big bugaboo and Rams fans aren't happy about. Um, but other than that, it's really that, that edge that has just been out of position um, not to mention really not getting any pressure on the quarterback. So that's the uh, state of the Rams defense. What's going on with the Steelers offense? Well, once again, it's the Matt Canada conundrum, the Steelers players, it's almost like a mutiny. They don't really want to play for him right now. And it's an interesting situation. Uh, luckily, you do have Mike Tomlin, who the players do respect. But something happened in that Baltimore game last week that I'm sure that everybody across the NFL universe has noticed. But when the Steelers finally threw a touchdown pass in that game against Baltimore, it was less than two minutes left. Kenny Pickett, 42 yards to George Pickens down the right side. It was an audible play. Now, in the first couple of weeks of the season, Kenny Pickett was not allowed to audible. And that is that came from Matt Canada. That is absolutely fact. Now, what happened, he did go to Mike Tomlin. There were, there were some talks about that. And he was given more freedom against Las Vegas and he looked a whole lot better against Las Vegas on Sunday night football. But 
Looked terrible the next week against Houston and in Baltimore. Did not look very good. But when you take the reins off of him and when you aren't and you're letting him call the game and not Matt Canada. And we talked about that earlier about how Matt Canada just it's not the playbook. Once again, if if Matt Canada was not there, that playbook is still pretty good, but it's just calling it. And they're not calling the right place. Is Kenny Pickett the guy? We don't know yet. But we do know that in the second half of last season, Kenny Pickett did come alive when he finally had a chance to come alive. When you take the reins off him and let him be Kenny Pickett, he's not bad. Right now, he is only completing 59% of his passes. Almost, he's really close to 60%. But... Not good enough. He has five touchdowns to four interceptions. He is getting harassed. He's been sacked 14 times in five games. And that's uh, that's almost an average of three. That's a little too much for my taste, Tom. But Yeah, would- well, but just a quick question on that front, right? Yeah, Pickett is question. You know, he, he has flashes here. He had that great, you know, uh, ending of the season last year. He has flashes this year. Um, but what's going on with that left tackle controversy, right? I mean, Roderick Jones is, I believe, your first-round draft pick. Yes. And it doesn't seem like he's been able to really get on the field, or when he has, he's played well. But um, what what it seems like there's a lot of controversy and noise around that situation. It's kind of like, let's get him out there, kind of like the fans want to get Joey Porter Jr. out there. Is that is that kind of what's going on? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So what happened? Dan Moore Jr., uh, the incumbent who was the uh, the guy that everybody was. Uh, he was kind of the uh, fans whipping post on on the offensive line, but he did enough to win the job. He was he's actually a lot better than a lot of people. A lot of people would think. And however, I mean, he is he has always held his own against the likes of uh, Miles Garrett and he hasn't gotten quarterbacks killed. He is, uh, you know, he's, he's much better as a run blocker, but you know, he's done well for the Steelers and I, we would love to see him much more as a right tackle and eventually that's going to happen. So this week, when this is being recorded on Wednesday, it just came out where Broderick Jones was asked, Who's the starter? They don't know yet. They do not know who the starter is at left tackle. With Broderick Jones playing the whole game against Baltimore two weeks ago in week five, he had a very good game. Broderick Jones took a lot of heat for getting Kenny Pickett hurt in that game against the, uh, I believe it was against the, uh, the Houston Texans. He took heat for that. If you watch it again, the knee-jerk reaction was it was Broderick's fault. Kenny ran right into the tackler. Broderick Jones made the block, got him out of the way, and Kenny ran into it. So this is not uh, an indictment on Kenny Pickett. He's running for his life a lot, but that was not Broderick Jones's fault. The more you see Broderick Jones out there, the more that he gets opportunities, he is looking so much like the number one pick that they traded up a couple spots for. So I'm very pleased with the Steelers 
selecting Broderick Jones, I have a feeling that he's getting the start. It would be inexplicable if he didn't get the start this week in Los Angeles. I think that's going to happen. So I think that the the change is coming, but it's not really the loss of a job for Dan Moore Jr. I think it's more of a loss of a job for Chuk Sikorafor. And Chuk Sikorafor is the right tackle. I think Dan Moore Jr., who has played, who has practiced at right tackle as well, I think he's going to get moved over there and the, the Steelers will be stronger for it. The line has been a little bit of a mess. Uh, they lost James Daniels. Hopefully, he's going to be back this week. They uh, More and more, they're liking Isaac Samalu. And there's a lot of onus right now on the center, Mason Cole, that might be one of the weak spots on the line. I think he plays a lot better than, than a lot of critics in the, in the fan base. But... The line has not been getting it done, but they showed last year that they got stronger when Kenny Pickett got stronger as well in the second half of the season. And the schedule is very, very palatable. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hey, a couple of follow-ups. First of all, speaking of offensive linemen, Kevin Dotson. Um, I knew over. you were going to bring and, that up. <laughs> no, he's just been, I mean, he wasn't even a starter. He got, he got, he got, he came in out of, after literally two, uh, uh, two injuries and, um, you know, one to our left tackle, which moved our, our right guard over, uh, our, our, I mean, yeah, our right guard over no boom. And, you know, and then he, he went in and played extremely well. Now no booms hurt. So he'll probably play again this week, but, um, Anyway, yeah, he's been balling out as well. So, uh, but just sticking on the topic of of players swapped between the two teams, um, what is going on with Allen Robinson, and how has he how's he been performing, and how much playtime and production has he had? Allen Robinson, believe it or not, has been a godsend for this team. With Pat Fryermuth down, Pat Fryermuth the starting tight end, but Kenny Pickett and Allen Robinson work together in the off season. And back in July, this is a fun story. Kenny Pickett was getting married and the Taylor Swift concert was in Pittsburgh on like Tuesday or Wednesday night or somewhere around there. And Kenny Pickett came out and said, you know, we would love to go, but I've got more important things to do. I'm getting married. Um, I have all this stuff to do, but the next day, Instead of being at the blowing it off, blowing uh, responsibilities off and going to Taylor Swift, he was in Los Angeles throwing to Allen Robinson on a private field. And they were working out together and they were never together before because Allen Robinson was just picked up in the offseason. So he has become the safety valve for Kenny Pickett. He's he's no longer a deep threat guy. He is 
more of, like I said, the safety valve. He's more of a shorter yardage guy. He's a third down guy. He's moved the sticks, but he, and he doesn't have to be anything more than that in Pittsburgh. They have talented wide receivers. He's been targeted 26 times. He has 17 receptions for 137 yards, but he's averaging 8.1. And that's really all they need when you have guys like George Pickens, Calvin Austin III, who is basically a rookie this year because he was hurt all of last season, and Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is the guy that's coming back this week. Deontay Johnson is the guy who is going to change the fortunes of the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Did he have any touchdowns last year? No, but he had nearly 1,000 yards. But Deontay Johnson is the consummate professional as far as, I mean, he has a great rapport with Kenny Pickett. He moves the chains. He gets yards after catch. He gets them in the red zone. And with all the talent on that team, as far as pass catchers go, he uh, he basically becomes the decoy and somebody else gets the six. But Deontay Johnson is not only going to make Kenny Pickett better, he's going to make Matt Canada's job easier. Um, he's probably going to save Matt Canada from himself. And he's going to get George Pickens open more because you're going to have to pay attention to him and George Pickens is a top 10 receiver in the league right now. He has 393 yards and only two touchdowns, but he is something special. Yeah, so so and Fryermoo's coming back too, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, so you got him coming back. So you got two two new threats coming back. And uh and then let, just quickly, uh what's going on with Najee Harris? He just doesn't look like the same guy that we we you know have seen over the last couple of years the offensive line is giving him no holes uh, Najee Harris look a lot of people think I'm a Najee Harris apologist maybe I am but the fact of the matter is Jalen Warren is one of the better backup running backs in the game he is he's very talented but these guys are not getting holes to run run through now, Najee Harris was never that explosive fast back. You never expected him to uh, be a speedster, but he runs with heart. If he had a better offensive line, if he had a better system, I want to go back to Kevin Dotson real quick. Kevin Dotson hasn't changed any of his game since he came to Los Angeles. He's just in a better spot for his talents. He's in, in a better offense for his talents. And Najee Harris is being talked about as a trade candidate, not by Pittsburgh. No, it's just by talking heads and say, oh, Najee's not happy. They're not using him right. He's not doing, he needs a change of scenery. Pittsburgh doesn't want to get rid of Najee Harris. They absolutely do not. And once again, in that loss to Houston, when everybody was on the loser list, Najee Harris was the only winner of that game because he was he was getting he was at least moving chains and he was uh, he was making something out of nothing when there were no no holes Najee was at least getting some positive yardage so um from an outside perspective you might think there's trouble in paradise but 
for the people, the uh, people inside the Steeler organization, Najee Harris is still untouchable. Yeah, interesting. Um, and so, yeah, let's move into uh, you know kind of what we think that we're going to see in this in this game coming up. I mean, do you have any thoughts on X factors? I mean, is going to be uh, Deontay or, or who do you think is going to be a Friar Muth or who do you think is going to be sort of an unexpected X factor that could be on offense or defense for you guys that's going to really emerge? You know, I'm really thinking that, I mean, it, it's hard for me to to say that uh, Deontay Johnson is an X factor because he's, uh, even though he hasn't played this year, even though he only has three receptions because he only played a half against San Francisco in week one, I, I really think he's the key to this entire game. But if you want to go ahead and look at somebody else, I'm going to throw in the tight ends. And I'm going to say either Pat Fryermuth or Connor Hayward, Craig's, excuse me, Craig's son, Cam's younger brother out of Michigan State. I'm going to say that those guys are, are going to uh, make catches down the middle and they're going to be open a whole lot more just because of what you see from a guy like Deontay Johnson giving them more opportunities. They're going to spread it around. And if uh, this game is called better, if you get a little help with the line, this offense could be very good. But we just haven't seen it yet. They've got to break out sometime. Deontay Johnson being back, this is the best opportunity for it. But you still got to remember that the guys on the other side, the Los Angeles Rams, are not nameless gray faces, especially with Aaron Donald there. It's going to be it's going to be a challenge. You, if you're a Steeler fan, you just have to hope that uh, you see the Akello Witherspoon that uh, that uh, was not consistent in Pittsburgh. Even though Pittsburgh didn't want to lose Akello Witherspoon. But they uh, they had some other guys that they were looking at instead of Akello. I hated to lose them, um, but you're you're hoping that if you're Pittsburgh that the uh, the injuries and the uh, ju- the personnel problems in the secondary for the Los Angeles Rams might open up some things for the Steelers. But teams step up against Pittsburgh. And I'm not so there's nothing to tell me to be sold on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense yet that breakouts coming. I don't know if it's this week. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can see where the tight ends with Brian coming back and tight ends do do a, uh, like I mentioned before, do have done some damage on the Rams this year, given that situation where they often do drop that outside linebacker slash edge um, into coverage on that, uh, on that tight end. So that's a good call on your part. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Zach Evans, who's going to be probably take the majority of the snaps at running back this week. I mean, this is a kid who was one of the top two most highly touted uh, uh, running backs and uh, in high school and um, just, uh, just, just didn't perform, you know, well in, in college and, and just kind of, you know, dropped all the way to the sixth round. So he's kind of a wild card. He hasn't, he's been on the, uh, he hasn't been on the practice squad because he would have gotten picked off, but he's um, but he's been buried on the uh, inact, you know, healthy inactive or or playing a little special team. So 
he hasn't gotten any chances. I mean, he played a little bit in, in mop-up last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that with the Rams, the way that they've committed to this uh, gap run scheme with a, a really beefed-up interior offensive line, uh, I think that um, – I'm not saying anybody could go in there and do what Kyron Williams has done, but um, I think Zach Evans can. And uh, I'm really – I think he's going to have a breakout uh, game in his first start in the NFL. Um what would uh you know going up moving on what do you, what would a a win do for the Steelers? Um, let's say a you know a good decent win, not not a blowout, but but you know a decent win. Um, and then what would what would a loss in this game do to the Steelers' um, outlook for the rest of the season? I don't think that this is a pivotal matchup either way. I don't think this is going to make or break your season. And the number one reason why is because it's against a national football conference team and it's week seven, a loss puts them down to three and three. And if you look at the conference, the American football conference is really weird this year. There are, uh, I mean, you, even the, the guys at the top Buffalo and Kansas city, no one's sold really on them right now. Um, there's uh, Kansas City very easily could be three and three. You know, they because of uh, they've had some games gifted to them late where they escaped with wins. I'm namely talking about the New York Jets game and the Minnesota Vikings game. The Buffalo Bills just narrowly escaped the New York Giants the other day. If the Giants were had even Daniel Jones back there they they might have pulled that game out it was it was just a uh they got lucky as well that's a team that could be a three loss team as well so as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers go I don't even expect them to win this game it's not going to kill them but it's just going to uh push back any kind of recovery it's going to squelch any excitement over the escape uh, against Baltimore and what it's going to do. It's going to fire up the fire Matt Canada for the fruitless fire Matt Canada chance, because it's not going to happen. If it was going to happen, it would have been last week during the buy. Uh, but what it's going to do, it's going to bring back SOS, same old Steelers. And you're just going to, uh, it's going to dash hope for a little bit but the schedule's not bad. I think they could actually afford to lose this game um, and not be completely out of it yet. Interesting. Yeah, for the Rams, a win, I think, really vault the Rams into, uh, you know, uh, at least in the Rams fans' minds, the playoff discussion. It's like, okay, four and three, the NFC is wide open for the, you know, for a, a wild card verse in particular. And, uh, you know, with the Niners, you know, almost certainly going to win this division. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you really look at it. There's really, the Rams are really only competing with, if you include Dallas or, or, or the Eagles in that, uh, in one of those wild cards and one of them winning the division, there's really only four other teams that they're competing with for, um, you know, for the remaining two spots. So uh, everybody else is pretty much, you know, and most people can agree aren't going to be competing. And so, um, yeah, so that would really vault them. And a loss, I, you know, a loss would be kind of what you said. It's kind of expected. The three and four was kind of uh, expected 
uh, point of where they where they would probably be at this juncture of the season. So you know, not the end of the world. Um, I think you know for both teams, it probably as, as usual comes down to how a loss or a win um, you know presents itself, how 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 well they play. But uh, so okay, finally, moment of truth here, Brian. What is your score prediction for? Rams, Steelers, Week Seven in LA. I'm going to go with 23 to 20 in favor of the Los Angeles Rams at home. <laughs> that is funny. I I wrote I you know before I ask the question, I always write mine down um, and never change it because uh, we do these crossovers every week and end with this question. I have written down. Score prediction, 23-20 Rams. And uh, the same as you. That's, that's the first time that's ever happened in a couple of years. Wow. Of this. So uh, interesting. And, of course, that's our uh, 23-20 is a, a sacred score for the Rams. That's how we put um, our, uh, our score in our Super Bowl victory against the Bengals. So, well, um, Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Um, hope this is informative for your fans uh, and equally as it is for the Rams fans on our various podcasts. Um, so everybody remember, please subscribe to the Steel Curtain Podcast Network on the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, please subscribe to Rams Up Podcast Network on FFSN also. And also subscribe to the FFSN NFL Podcast Network. That's at search FFSN NFL and uh big blue icon with FFSN on there and uh, great content on uh, across the league um, in all sorts of categories. So Fans for Sport Network is really growing and uh, we're very proud to be a part of it. And we know, uh, Brian, you're a big part of that and really appreciate it and uh, uh, look forward to uh, many good things to come in the coming years. Well, thank you so much. And if I can give a another plug, I have a show coming up that I do every single week. It's called The Big Picture, and we look at the playoff picture week to week. And this week's show that debuts on Thursday, it actually, we have the Rams in the playoffs as of going into week seven. And that show is on the FFSN NFL, right? On the, yes. On the it, national? Yeah, great. It is called The Big Picture. That's great. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, we have now on, on we're calling these podcast networks because we have multiple shows and hosts on each of these uh, podcast channels. So um, it's all good stuff. Well, again, thanks very much, Brian. Thanks, everybody, uh, for, for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next week. Take care, everybody. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.